the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Israel demanded a king like the nations around them. And God even tried to warn them through the prophet Samuel. You don't really want a king like the nations around you because that king is just going to take from you and take from you and take from you. And they said, no, we want a king. Just like the nations around us. We want a king who's going to lead us into battle, who's going to fight our battles for us. So God gave them a king. And he says here, I gave them a king and my anger. Have you ever tried doing things your own way and you just end up making a big mess out of things? You're not alone. In today's message, Pastor Dan is taking a look at the nation Israel and a big mess they got themselves into. Israel insisted in doing things on their own, but God sent his prophets to call them to repent, to make things right. Only he could get them out of the trouble they were in, if only they would turn to him. The same is true for us if we turn to God when we find ourselves in trouble. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Hosea, chapter 13, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 to 12, God warned Israel before he even brought them into the promised land, saying, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build, and houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Israel's prosperity brought pride and forgetfulness. You know, prosperity can be the greatest threat to our faithfulness to God. It can be a threat to your faithfulness and my faithfulness. When we have an abundance of things, when we have an abundance of stuff and no worries in the world, we can forget God. You know, there's a very challenging prayer in the Proverbs, in Proverbs 30. Listen to what it says. The writer of Proverbs prays, Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. The writer of Proverbs says to the Lord, Lord, just give me just enough that I don't forget about you. You know, just give me my daily bread. Don't give me so much that I disown you. Don't give me so little that I 
do something stupid. Just give me enough, just enough so I can stay faithful to you and connected to you. So verse 11. Verse 11, the Lord says, so because of everything he just said, so. I will be to them like a lion. Like a leopard by the road, I will lurk. I will meet them like a bear deprived of her cubs. I will tear open their rib cage and there I will devour them like a lion. The wild beast shall tear them. Previously, the Lord had been a shepherd to Israel and protected Israel from the wild beasts, from the lions and the leopards and the bears and all. Now the Lord becomes the wild beasts that will devour Israel. These four beasts that are mentioned here are the same beasts in Daniel chapter 7, describing the four empires that will rule over Israel long after Hosea's time. In Daniel 7, if you remember, the lion represented the Babylonian Empire, the bear represented the Medo-Persian Empire, the leopard represented the Greek Empire, and the wild beast, I think it was called the destructive beast in Daniel That's the Roman Empire. God will use these four empires to discipline Israel. It goes on in verse 9 to say, Oh, Israel, you are destroyed, but your help is from me. You can hear God's broken heart for his people here. Oh, Israel. The Bible says God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. God loves us. He doesn't want to see anyone destroyed by their sin. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die on the cross to save us from our sin. And here God says, oh, Israel. You're destroyed. You've destroyed yourself. It's self-inflicted. But your help. Your help is from me. God is so gracious here. He's still willing to help. Even though the nation is destroyed. He's still a very present help in their time of need. God is willing to help them. God is willing to rescue them if they would only turn to him for help. But in their stubbornness, they refuse to turn to God. And their stubbornness, they refuse to ask for help from the Lord. In Psalm 146, verse 5, it says, Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. And here the Lord is just being honest with them. You're destroyed. But I'm willing to help you. I'll be your help if you'll let me. And Israel In their hearts, they're saying, we're not destroyed. Things aren't as bad as you make them out to be. We don't need any help. We're fine. And yet here God offers to help them. God is willing to help us. If we would humbly turn to him. And ask for help. If you want to turn with me over to John chapter 14. I just want to show you a couple verses in the New Testament. We're here. Jesus talks about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and he calls the Holy Spirit the helper. 
the helper. God gives us the Holy Spirit to be our helper in life. Look at John chapter 14, verse 16. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Note that, underline that. Another helper that he may abide with you forever. When it says another helper, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. It means another just like Jesus. Jesus can't abide with his disciples forever. He's got to ascend back to heaven. After the death and resurrection, he's going to ascend back to heaven. But he will give the disciples and he gives us another helper just like Jesus. That abides with us forever. To help us. I look over in chapter 15. Verse 26. But when the helper comes. Whom I shall send to you from the father. The spirit of truth. Who proceeds from the father. He will testify of me. The Holy Spirit. The helper. That will come from the Father to abide with us forever. He's the spirit of truth. He's always going to lead us into truth. Not falsehood. And the spirit will testify of me. That's how you can tell when it's the Holy Spirit. Uh, When somebody is teaching or speaking, it's going to testify of Jesus. If it's not testifying of Jesus, it's not from the Holy Spirit. It's from some other spirit. The Holy Spirit always testifies of Jesus. I look in chapter 16, verse 7. Look what Jesus says here. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. It's to our advantage. It's to our advantage that Jesus goes and returns to heaven. How can that be? Because if he goes, then the Holy Spirit can come. And be our helper and abide with you and abide with me forever. Now go back to chapter 14. I skipped one verse. (laughs) Go back to chapter 14. Verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit. Whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That's quite a helper. He's going to teach us all things, he's going to help us remember everything that Jesus said to us, teach us all the things that we need to know about life and our responsibilities as a man, a woman, a husband, a wife, a father a child, an employee, an employer, whatever it may be. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. He's going to be your helper. Back in Hosea, God says to Israel, I'm willing to help you. You're destroyed. You've made a mess of things. But if you just turn to me, I'll help you. And in the New Testament, Jesus says, I'll give you the Holy Spirit. And he'll be with you forever. He'll teach you all things. He'll guide you into truth. He'll abide with you forever. Your help is from me. 
Now, back in chapter 13 of Hosea, look at verse 10. He goes on. I will be your king. Where is any other? That he may save you in all your city. Who else is going to save you? (laughs) Who else is going to help you like God can help you, right? That he may save you in all your cities and your judges to whom you said, give me a king and princes. I gave you a king in my anger. I took him away in my wrath. In the time of Samuel, the prophet, Israel demanded a king like the nations around them. And God even tried to warn them through the prophet Samuel. You don't really want a king like the nations around you because that king is just going to take from you and take from you and take from you. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And they said, no, we want a king. Just like the nations around us. We want a king who's going to lead us into battle, who's going to fight our battles for us. So God gave them a king. And he says here, I gave them a king and my anger. Because they really were rejecting God as their king. They wanted a human king. And so God gave them a king in his anger. You know, God sometimes will give us what we demand. Which is kind of a sobering thought. That's why we should always pray, you know, not my will, but your will be done. Or this is what I would like, but Father, you know best. And so whatever you think is best for me, that's what I want. Because I'm a fool and I don't know what I really need. Because I don't want you to give me what I want if that's not the right thing. You know, in the Psalms, in Psalm 106, verse 15, it says that God gave Israel their request, but he sent leanness to their soul. He gave them what they asked for, but he sent leanness to their soul. It brought leanness to their lives. And so, we don't want God to give us what we demand. But he gave Israel what they demanded. He gave them a king. Verse 12. The iniquity of Ephraim is bound up. His sin is stored up. In Romans, Paul talks about storing up wrath for the day of God's wrath. Ephraim has stored up their sin. They're ripe for judgment at this point. The sorrows of a woman in childbirth shall come upon him. He is an unwise son, for he should not stay long where children are born. God's judgment will come upon the nation of Israel like a woman in childbirth, a woman going into to labor, meaning God's judgment will come upon them suddenly and unexpectedly. With our first child, my wife went into labor in the middle of the night. And we were both asleep. And she woke me up. Wake up. It's time. We got to go. You know. Came upon us suddenly. And I said. Can I have just five more minutes? I just. 
Is there a snooze button on those contractions? No, of course not. We jumped out of bed and we were off and running. God's judgment will come upon Israel as a surprise. Like labor. Even though he's warning through, through the prophets, he's been warning them. This is what's going to happen if you don't repent. It's still going to be a surprise. Just like my wife was pregnant for nine months. We knew the day was coming. As we got closer to the due date, we knew it'd be any day. It was still a surprise when it came upon us. You know, Jesus said the events of the last days will come upon the world like labor pains. They won't be gradual or subtle or gentle. They will be sudden and surprising. Jesus said that's how it's going to be in the last days. Look at verse 13 again. It says, he is an unwise son, for he should not stay long where children are born. This is describing a child stuck in the birth canal, refusing to be born, which of course can be fatal to a child. The point here is Israel could be delivered if they would only turn to the Lord. But they're refusing to. And so it's going to be fatal for the nation. It's going to be fatal for the nation. Now look at verse 14. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Oh, death, I will be your plagues. Oh, grave, I will be your destruction. Pity is hidden from my eyes. What a verse. God will ransom Israel from the grave and redeem them from death. Yes, the nation will be destroyed. Yes, the nation will die. But God will bring the nation back to life. God will resurrect the nation of Israel. Ezekiel 37. If you remember Ezekiel 37, Ezekiel has the vision of the valley of dry bones. And the bones come back to life and they're restored back to life. And it's a picture of what God will do with the nation of Israel. And we're living in a time when God has brought back the nation of Israel and has brought them back to life. He has resurrected the nation. We're living in the days that Ezekiel prophesied about in Ezekiel 37. He has brought Israel back from the grave. Israel didn't exist as a sovereign nation. It didn't exist as a nation for thousands of years. Jewish people were scattered throughout the world. God brought them back to life again. He resurrected that nation. Now, here's the interesting thing for you Bible nerds. The Apostle Paul, he quotes this verse in 1 Corinthians 15 in reference to Jesus defeating death for us through the resurrection. And so he connects the resurrection of believers to the resurrection of the nation of Israel. Well, I don't really believe that Ezekiel 37 is really talking about a literal resurrection of Israel in the last days. I think it's speaking figuratively there. Maybe it's talking about the church. Well, Paul ties it to the resurrection of believers in the last days. If it's figurative back in Ezekiel 37, what does that say about the resurrection of believers? I love when the Bible does stuff like that. How it corners us. Corners our theology. <laughs> but it doesn't corner my theology. 
Because I believe Ezekiel 37 is talking about the resurrection of Israel in the last days. And we're seeing it. And Paul talks about the resurrection of believers through Jesus Christ. Jesus defeated death through his resurrection for us. So verse 15. Though he is fruitful among his brethren, an east wind shall come. The wind of the Lord shall come up from the wilderness Then his spring shall become dry and his fountain shall be dried up. He shall plunder the treasury of every desirable prize. We talked about the east wind and how destructive it is. It can destroy everything in the land, the crops, the livestock, machinery, everything. And Assyria, the Assyrian Empire, will be the east wind that comes and destroys Israel and plunders the treasury of every desirable prize in the land. Samaria is held guilty, verse 16, for she has rebelled against her God. You know, Bethel and Samaria is where they set up the golden calf. They shall fall by the sword. Their infants shall be dashed in pieces and their women with children ripped open, describing the brutality of the Assyrian army when they invade the land. And that brings us to chapter 14, the last chapter of the book of Hosea and the most beautiful chapter in the whole prophecy of Hosea. Look at verse one. Oh, Israel, return to the Lord your God. For you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Hosea pleads with Israel to return to God. This is God's heart for all of us when we go astray from him. His heart is for us to return to him. To come back to him, to be forgiven of our sins and be cleansed and restored and reconciled back into a right relationship with him. He says, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. You've stumbled, you have fallen because of your sin. What has happened to the nation, it's your own fault, it's your own doing, but God is saying, come back to me. Do you see that God is not saying, well, you did this to yourself. Well, you got what you deserved. No, he's saying, you've made a mess of things, but if you return to me. I'll forgive your sins. If you return to me, I'll work it out for you. I'll fix it. That's the Lord's heart. He goes on in verse two. Take words with you. And return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously. For we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. Now Hosea explains to Israel how they can be restored back to God. He says, return to the Lord. And when you return to the Lord, take words with you. I like that. Take words with you and return back to the Lord. Words of repentance. Words of confession. We repent of our sins with words. With an acknowledgement that our sins are sin. That they're wrong. We were wrong. Our behavior was wrong. Our behavior was offensive, is offensive to God. We don't make excuses for our sins. We don't blame others for our actions. We don't try to defend our behavior. We acknowledge our sin for what it is. This is what true repentance looks like. You repent with words. Bring words with you. If you're going to come back to the Lord, make sure you bring words with you. He asked me how I 
Imagine the details of your life being used as a sign to an entire nation. Well, this was the case for the prophet Hosea. As Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Hosea, we trust that you've been following along and are gaining much truth from God's Word. Here on Ring of Truth, Pastor Dan teaches through the Bible, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or want to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once you get there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Just look under the Media tab. Otherwise, you can simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll be sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Hosea. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.